Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, we just like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We like to continue to spread the word of God through these podcasts, through our YouTube videos, even through our Facebook live streams. You can partner with us and sow a seed into this ministry. You can do it by Cash App, that's dollar sign new A, Aliante, two A's. You can also do it by text. You can text New Antioch to 77977, or you can visit one of our websites for Central Campus, that's newantioch.org, or Aliante Campus, newantioch-aliante.org, and hit the donate button, and you can click the tab and we'll be taken safely and securely to where you can donate, and so we'll see. So we look forward to you partnering with us and help us to continue to spread the word of God. Now on to our episode. Just hit it for me. You know where I'm going, Key. Then sings my soul. multi-generational church you're great God every now and then got to do a little something for us you're great I love the combination of the new worship and the old hymns amen I had my eye out there on my brother back on that back row he act like he didn't see me that man can sing (laughs) I said if he wanted a piece of that I was gonna give him this mic to how great thou art amen it's good to be home, it's good to be back. I wasn't gone that long, but it seemed long, it was too long. Amen. Thank God for the rest uh, that he gave me. Um, but today we're gonna go ahead and a couple of things before we get into the word of God. Uh, we end up our series on leveling up ministry today. Um, but it is a very special day. It is uh, Minister Terry Jenkins' birthday. Our first gentleman, as they call it. Amen. I think there it is. Amen. Happy birthday, Minister Jenkins. Amen. I want you to know he is such a kind uh, man. Um, he's friendly. He's loving. He loves you all. He'll talk to anybody. Uh, During this birthday month for him, he's traveled quite a bit and um, went down to see his grandchildren, meet some of the grandchildren he hadn't met before. 
Um, for some of you that don't know, he had a daughter that was taken from him and he hadn't seen her for 27 years. He could not find her. And we put that thing on prayer. And between prayer and Rem BJ, we found her. Uh, and so this uh, last week he was able to uh, not only meet his grandchildren, but also uh, to bring two of them to Christ. And that's just the kind of, that's the kind of man he is. He's kind. He's good to me, y'all. So it's, 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 he all right. He's he good to me. You don't have to worry about him. Uh, uh, but one of his favorite singers is here. So she's going to sing him happy birthday. Yes, that's you. I was looking for her. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Terry. Happy birthday to you. No, go ahead. I'm <laughs> Amen. Get ready to feel the anointing. Amen. He loves to hear his daughter sing, so we appreciate that this morning. We also had a very special birthday on this past week. The founder. One of the founding pastors. Actually, this young lady was probably officially the first member of New Antioch Christian Fellowship. New everything you all see, everything New Antioch is, started with Pastor Tara Trask. It did. That's why I give it to everything you've seen. God knew who to put next to me. Y'all, y'all know I'm a Trekkie, but Captain Kirk ain't nothing without Spock. Captain Kirk's a dead man without Spock. And she has been, uh, Spock, and most of y'all won't understand this, but uh, Fritz ain't the president Cyrus is. <laughs> and that's what she has been to me in this ministry. Everything is founded on the genius of this young lady. And I want you to know if she is, this is, has been her, this is her 50th birthday. On the 22nd was her 50th birthday. I want you to know if you take back and look at what did I do with my 50 years, realize the impact that your life has had. Because I could not have started this. All of the other pastors, all of the other people came later. This started because you heard me talk about what God told me to do and you came alongside me and got this thing done. Things that we paid other people to do, she had already done. We took all our paperwork to somebody and they looked at it and they said, this is what y'all paying me to do. Tar had already had it done. And uh, she served in every area of ministry 
Um, but you heard the dream and God connected you to the dream of New Antioch Christian Fellowship. Um, we call her Miss NACF. You look at her license plate. Um, she's at this church more than I was. Um, and, and you have done an amazing uh, work without your name being in lights. They put my name on stuff that you did. They gave me credit for stuff that you did. They applauded me for stuff that you did. And I, you know that song, it must have been cold out there in my shadow. You've been out here in my shadow for over 20 years, 25, probably closer to about 25 or 26 years. And you have been the wind beneath my wings. I, I do none of this without you behind me. You've always made me look good. And because of you, there are three churches, counseling centers, achievement centers, all kind of ministries. Some of these people would not have been, there would be no Pastor Erica had we not started New Antioch Christian Fellowship. There wouldn't have been a Pastor Kevin. And if don't nobody else gets saved through your life, this convert that you got sitting next to you, Pastor Tiffany, if you didn't do nothing else but do all this to get your sister saved. And the life she's impacted, baby, you did good with those 50 years. You understand me? You did good. You did great. God has used you, woman of God. And so we just, there's nothing that we can do um, and, and, and without salary, just did it because she loves ministry. And of course we can do nothing. We sh you should have been on salary a long time ago. We're going to work this thing out before this over. You're going to be on salary. Um, she's now entered into another area. Uh, she's kind of slowed down some things here to enter another area. Um, and she really is an outstanding therapist. Her clients absolutely love her. So as she finishes school and then I, I went after that, I don't know what else God's going to do with you, but I'm just believing we're still going to be running things together. I hope that the season for you and I to work together will never be, will never be over. We got much stuff to do, but we just wanted to bless you for your birthday. So just a little birthday gift, nothing, nothing even close to what you deserve, woman of God from New Antioch Christian Fellowship. Founding pastor, Pastor Tara Nicole Trask. Thank you so, so much. Are we ready for a word? Yeah. Amen, amen. We're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 20. And then, you coming to preach with me? And then uh, we're going to do John chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. It'll be there for you on the screen. And it is our custom to stand for the reading of the word of God. Let's read together. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, 
so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not stop for that reason. I'm sorry, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. John 15, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. My topic this morning is alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Somebody say so much. Amen. The middle school and high schoolers can be dismissed at this time. Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Somebody say so much. What is it we got to do? So what does New Antioch have to do? So much. So let me, let me illustrate this sermon with a story. In July or so, the air conditioning unit on my rental house needed to be replaced. And I've been having trouble with it every year. So I said, this time, let's just replace it. And that was six to $8,000 to replace this unit. They were willing to finance it. So I said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Gave them all my information. And then people said, they couldn't finance me. Me? With my income and with my credit rating, I never hear the word no when it comes to extending me credit. Y'all need to grow up and be like me. It doesn't. The problem was I have two houses and a truck and a signature loan and a credit card balance in my name. My income was fine. They said the problem was that my debt ratio was too high. Uh-huh. Now, some of y'all that don't know what I'm talking about, you need to be in some of our financial classes. Because you, you don't even know the difference between your credit and that. Never mind. 
I ain't gonna mess with y'all about that. If my income was fine, it was my debt ratio that was too high. And I got an attitude because they turned me down. That doesn't happen to me. That's how I got two houses and a car and a, I mean, and a truck and all that stuff in my name. That don't happen to me. I got to do something about this. I got a little drastic. That, I'm, y'all, that don't happen to me. I got drastic. I, I went, had to go there, Kevin. I had to go touch my untouchable money. <laughs> y'all know, I, if y'all hear me talking about a financial need, I'm going to tell y'all my testimony after this. But uh, 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 that, that, don't ever think I'm broke. I have untouchable money. And them people made me go touch my untouchable money. So I paid for the unit cash and I paid off that signature loan because, okay, I got too much, so I need to take some of this and put it over there. I got too much in my name, so I paid off my signature loan because eventually I need to buy me a car. And if they telling me I can't even get a unit, I know they're not going to give me no car. And so and I need a car that's at least in the 20 teens. I ain't even trying to get a car that's 2020 or 2021 or 2022. If I can just get in the, in the teens. My Lincoln is a 2005, it's my mama's car, and my Hummer is a 2007. I'm just trying to get into the teens. <laughs> yeah, but really put me in the hot teens, kid. So I'm sorry, I'm paying stuff off. But I found out later, I wouldn't have had to do that. You see, I'm so used to being single. You know, I was single till I was 57. So I've been single all my life. So I'm so used to being single that it, and buying stuff on my own with my own name that it never occurred to me to add my husband's income. All I had to do to open up access to more buying power is to add another name. Oh, somebody gonna get that later. All I had to do was add another name. He wouldn't have even had to sign his name. I just needed to add the money to my household income that comes in his name. I had come to the end of what I could do on my own. All I needed was to add another name. And so my message today is for the controllers and the self-sufficient, the overconfident, the super competent, the worker bees, the purpose driven. My message today is to the movers and shakers who don't have time to waste on slow-moving, non-responding, have-to-drag-folk-along kind of folk. I'm talking to the go-getters, the alphas, the the, the go-to folks. I need to convince y'all to add another name. And I'm talking to all of the loners, the shy folks, 
the stay to themselves people, the never volunteered for anything people, the ones who don't go get it, the ones who don't think you can handle it, who won't move because you don't believe that you have what it takes to do anything significant. You have dreams, you have uh, uh, desires, you have a purpose, you have ability. You could have accomplished a whole lot of stuff a long time ago and you still can. All you need to do is to add another name. So I'm getting ready to design a t-shirt for ACS. Don't nobody steal it. It's going to be a culture tag. It's going to say I-T-N-O-J. I'm going to design this shirt that says I-T-N-O-J. In the name of Jesus. You'll walk around in that shirt and say, what does that mean? It means in the name of Jesus. And I believe folk going to start shaking that because something happens at that name. Uh, you will walk somewhere in the store and say, hey, what does that shirt mean? In the name of Jesus. Y'all, there is power in the name. All you got to do is add another name. In the name of Jesus, there's healing in that name. There's salvation in that name. There's freedom in that name. There's provision in that name. There are miracles in that name. In the name of Jesus. Holler at somebody. Girl, add another name. Man, add another name. So we're going to level up ministry. New A. New A. New A. I feel like I'm leveling we're going to level up ministry this month. We've been leveling up ministry alone. We can do so little together. We can do so much and we're going to be adding more than the name of Jesus. We're going to add the power of the Holy Spirit and we're going to add to that the gifts that we see in each other. So let's review. Ministry is meeting the needs of other people. Ministry has actually been going on since the beginning of time. Everyone has some kind of ministry. Something you were born to do to meet the needs of other people. There's something each one of you have been born and born again to do that would meet the needs of other people. Ministry has always been going on. Uh, uh, all through the Bible, through the Old and the New Testament, you see people in ministry, meeting the needs of other people. Now, I'm going to just run through these, uh, but if you don't understand some of them, then you need to study your Bible, look it up, and that'll give you good Bible study. But all through the Old and the New Testament, we see people in ministry. Adam and Eve had the replenish the earth ministry. Noah had the ark building ministry. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had the nation building family ministry. Naomi had the matchmaking ministry. Leah had the baby making ministry. Oh, there is a baby making ministry. Samuel had a king making ministry. There was a lady called the widow of Zarephath. She had a hot water cornbread ministry. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Daniel and Joseph had a foreign affairs administration ministry. 
the Shunammite woman had an Airbnb ministry. Yes, she did. Moses had a free to slave ministry. Joshua had a military ministry. David and Asaph had a singer-songwriter ministry. Naaman's servant girl had a referral ministry. Yes, she did. The little boy had an Uber Eats ministry. Lydia had a clothing store ministry. Priscilla and Aquila had a teaching ministry. Mary Magdalene had a tell somebody ministry. The Virgin Mary had a Raising Sons of God ministry. And Joseph, her husband, had a stepfather ministry. Some of these people are famous. Some of them, we don't even know their names, but they had ministry. They met the needs of other people. They used what they had, where they were, what they had done, where they had been, who they knew, what they heard, what they were capable of, what they could believe for. And it became a ministry. What do you have? Where are you right now? What have you done? Where have you been? Who do you know? What have you heard? What are you capable of? What can you believe for? Who do you care about? What is your passion? Do you hear a call? What do you dream about? What can you see yourself doing? You have a ministry you got to level up. Now, many of you do not serve at this church or anywhere else. Because we have not required you to. That's what the Lord told me. Leaders, they don't serve because we have not required them to. Uh, we really don't push you all enough. You're, we're afraid, I guess, that we're going to run you off. Or that you'll just feel so overwhelmed. You just got so much to do. Or... Or you'll leave us and you'll go to a church that doesn't require anything of you. But that, that, that don't work for the kingdom. Because people are hurting and people are dying and people's lives are falling apart. Y'all remember Sin River? If y'all was here today, we talked about Sin River. People are dying and they're drowning in Sin River. And they don't even know they're trying, drowning and that they're headed toward hell's fall. And if you care about that, you need to level up ministry. Now, what if someone that you do care about ends up out of your reach? Wouldn't you want someone to reach them? Wouldn't you want somebody to care about ministry? If your child was on the other side of the country going to school, struggling, wouldn't you want somebody over there? To care about ministry. If it was your child in jail, if it was your mom in the hospital, if it was your loved one that's out of your reach, you can't do nothing about it. Wouldn't you feel better if somebody where they were cared about ministry? We got to level it up. So today we're going to focus on this is our last Sunday dealing with ministry. So we're going to focus on another level of ministry and that is meeting the needs of other people together 
there's you meeting the needs of other people. But let's today we're going to talk about meeting the needs of other people together. Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do. New Antioch, we got so much. We got a so much out there. So let's remember the boy that got the Uber Eats DoorDash ministry. There's a little boy that had five loaves and two fish. Alone, he could do so little to feed this multitude of people. But the first thing we do is we add another name. Jesus. All Jesus did was bless it. We always say Jesus fed the 5,000, but technically he didn't. All he did was blessed. Glory to God. Blessed, he spoke well of it. Y'all got to start speaking well of the ministry. Speak well of your ministry. Speak well of our ministry. All Jesus did was spoke well of it. Technically, he really just gave thanks for it. So we're going to park right here and we're going to give thanks for every ministry gift person in this house. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak well of everybody that's under the sound of my voice. I speak well of to, about every member of New Antioch Christian Fellowship. I speak well of every visitor that came in here today. I thank you for their gifts. I thank you for their musical gifts, for their speaking gifts, for their gifts of their hands, a gift of their mind, a gift of their eyes, a gift of their heart. I thank you, God, for every ministry that in this place right now I thank you for everybody that's having children and know how to raise children and know how to cook and know how to sew and know how to speak and know how to tell the story I, I thank you God for everybody in here that know how to count money that know how to put on a program that know how to dress them up God, I thank you for every gift that you place in this ministry. I thank you for every job that you put them on. God, I thank you for everyone that's working in politics, everybody that's working in education, everybody that's working, God, in these factories, everybody that's working in a casino, God. Everything that you have done, everybody that's in here, God, I speak well. And I thank you for the gifts in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, but now, now you just have the boy and Jesus, and we still only got five loaves and two fish. So we got to add another name. We add 12 more names. So we're going to add the disciples. Now you got 12 people to work this ministry. Jesus gives each of them a piece apart. Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish and these 12 disciples and each one of them he gives a piece of what he blessed. Well, it's good to me. The combination of the boy 
and Jesus and 12 disciples and five loaves and two fish fed 5,000 men plus women and children. We always say he fed the 5,000, but if every man brought his wife and a kid, alone, the little boy could do so little. But together, they could do so much. And then I found this scripture. I found this scripture. It's in John chapter 5. Jesus is talking about himself. He says, very truly, I tell you, the son of man can do nothing by himself. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus said, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Say, for the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these. So you will be amazed. Jesus said this about himself. Alone I can do so little. But with the father, you'll be amazed at the so much that we can do together. Let's do ministry together. Together, together, together what together? Together with the Holy Spirit. The rest of this year, I'm going to keep pointing you back to the Holy Spirit. Alone, we can do so little, but together with the Holy Spirit, we can do so much. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to be filled with from the pulpit to the door to the outside. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this. John 15 says, remain in me. And I also remain in you because no branch can bear fruit of itself. It must remain in the vine. In other words, if you think about a grapevine, there's that main vine and then it branches off. And no branch has fruit unless it stays connected to the vine. Everything that's in the vine, everything that's in the vine is in the branches. And then the branches stay in the vine. He said, if you will stay with me, if I'm in you and you're in me, you can, you can bear much fruit. But you're not going to get anything if you separate from me. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. You remain in me. I remain in you. You're going to bear much fruit. If you get apart from me, you can do nothing. So then you go back to chapter 14. And then at the end of chapter 15, and Jesus tells us how he is going to remain in us. See, Jesus is actually the hype man for the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was leaving here, he starts hyping up the Holy Spirit. Let me tell y'all about this Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit is going to come. I'm going back to the Father. My earthly ministry is over. I'm getting up out of here. But there's somebody else coming. Let me hype up the Holy Spirit. I'm just the opening act. There's this, 
they ain't called the Holy Spirit. There's this one called the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit get here, oh, he's going to give y'all power. When the Holy Spirit get here, he's going to bring these to your remembrance. When the Holy Spirit get here, he's going to be with you and he's going to be in you. Jesus is the hype man for the Holy Spirit. Oh, y'all put the Holy Spirit down like he's like something on the side. But Jesus himself said it's better for the Holy Spirit to be here than for me to be here. Then he said, he said, oh, y'all want me to go away. It's better for you that I go away. I'm going to send this Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you someone to be with you and be in you. This Holy Spirit will advocate for you. He'll teach you. He'll remind you of things. He's going to be me inside you. The Holy Spirit is me inside you. He's going to live with you. And only believers can have him. Only believers can have the Holy Spirit. We are the only ones in the universe that can receive the Holy Spirit. And later on, it tells them the Holy Spirit is going to give you power. And then he told him before that, he said, this Holy Spirit is what gives me the anointing to do ministry. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me and he has anointed me. He's empowered me to preach the gospel. Even Jesus said he was a natural man. As a natural man, he had to receive the Holy Spirit to have the power that he had to preach and to heal and to set people free. And you have to receive and move in that same Holy Spirit. And that is how you remain in him and he remains in you. And together you can do so much. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a must. It is imperative. You need the power to do greater ministry, you're going to have to add another name. And when you add that other name, the Holy Spirit, it gives you access to everything the Holy Spirit can do. So ask him to fill you in your prayer time, in your fast time, in your quiet time, when you're at church, when you're at home, when you're in your car, constantly ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. If you don't understand the Holy Spirit, read about him. Learn how to yield to him. Learn how to make yourself available. Holy Spirit, I'm available to you. You need to learn his voice. You need to learn when he's talking to you. You need to learn his urgings. You know, sometimes you just don't even know why you want to do. I just saw her and I just felt like I needed to pray for her. That's the Holy Spirit. I, I just saw it and I just felt like I needed to give him a hundred dollars. That's the Holy Spirit. I just saw them and I felt like if I laid hands on them that they would be healed. That's the urging of the Holy Spirit. You have to know when he's urging you. You have to know when he's present. You hear us say it all the time. I feel the Holy Spirit. I think we have learned how to know when he is present. Y'all, this is us. Somebody asked me the other day uh, about preaching. I was telling them that I have to be anointed to preach. I'm gifted to teach, but I have to be anointed to preach. Preaching don't, don't come easy to me. Everything that you all see me on Sunday morning is not me. This is us. This is what I look like in the Holy Spirit. 
I spoke the other week. I had lunch with lunch somebody, and then I, then I was a speaker that afternoon, and that lady said, the person that was up there talking was not the same person that I ate lunch with. Because she ate lunch with Naida, but the one who was up speaking was us. It, 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 it was Naida plus Holy, Holy Spirit, really Holy Spirit plus Naida. It was just Holy Spirit using Naida. And then somebody else told me, you were up there and all you were so powerful. And then when you sat down, it's like you turned into this quiet, shy person. I said, it was just amazing. What she saw the di- was the difference between me and us. So what do you look like with the Holy Spirit? See, the reason you don't want to do stuff is because you keep thinking it's you. You need to figure out what do I look like in the Holy Spirit? What does what you do look like with the Holy Spirit? That's what you got to find out because alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. So our first together is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I hear you, Holy Spirit. All right. You're trying to parent by yourself. What does your parenting look like with the Holy Spirit? You're trying to go to school by yourself. What does school look like with the Holy Spirit? You're trying to do your job by yourself. They about to wear you out, woman of God, by yourself. But what does a HR director look like with the Holy Spirit? You're trying to do therapy by yourself. I do it all the time. I'm sitting there talking to them people. I don't know how to help you. You got issues. All of my schooling did not help me figure out how to help you. And I'll do it in a minute, Tiffany. I say, Holy Spirit, help me help this client. And he'll drop something in my spirit. And I'll be asking the right questions. And, oh, that was a good session because I can't do it by myself. But this is us. All right, now I can go to my next point. I guess I can't. Some of y'all trying to do marriage by yourself. What does your marriage look like with the Holy Spirit? Okay. Together with the Holy Spirit. The second together is together with each other. Together with each other. I'm going to say this three times. So you get it in your spirit. Your ability to do ministry will always be limited by your ability to get along with and work with other people. Your ability to do ministry will always be limited by your ability to work with and get along with other people. Your ability to do ministry is always going to be limited by your ability to get along with and to work with other people. You could have been great by now, but you can't work with other people. Some of you just don't get along with other people. 
Some of you get along with other people until you have to work with them. Thank you, son. Some of you like people, but haven't figured out the best way to work with them. It's easier to do it yourself. It's easier to work it yourself. It's faster to do it yourself. You don't have to go to meetings. You don't have to listen to other people talk. You don't have to try other folks' ideas. You don't have to put up with their imperfections. You don't have to be frustrated because they don't do it like you. If you just do it yourself. Or you're at the other end. You lazy. And you don't want to be held accountable. Uh, You don't want people to find out that you don't know what you're doing. You don't want them to find out that you don't read well or that you don't understand as quickly as other people or you can't speak and pray like they do. Some of you don't work well with other people because you think you're better and smarter. Some of you don't work well with other people because you think you're less than and you'll never be good enough. Some of you don't work well with other people because you're too impatient to slow down. I'm not even going to look at a certain side of the room. Some of you don't work well with other people because you're sensitive and moody. I can't even, I don't even, I can't, I have to look at the wall on that one because there's too many of y'all for that one. Some of you don't work well with other people because you've been hurt and rejected. Some of you don't work well with other people because you don't work. Some of you are shy. Some of you are loners. Some of you have family issues. You're too busy. You just don't like people. You have poor social skills. But your ability to do ministry will always be limited by your ability to get along with and work with other people. That's why Jesus said he needs us to love each other. When Jesus was getting ready to do this, he knew there's so much task that he was leaving for his disciples. He said, what I need y'all to do is love each other. I need y'all to love each other. I need y'all to, y'all going to have to learn how to love each other. If we're going to do ministry, we're going to have to learn how to love each other. He needs us to be one. He needs us to get along. Can't we all just get along Why? Because alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. We need to do so much. We have so much to do. (laughs) We have so much to do. And we need your part to get so much done. We need your part, your part, to be so much done. So the, the scripture I read says, as a body. The one, it has many parts. And I like the King James, it actually said it had many members. That's why we call y'all church members. 
It says that it has many members, but has many parts, and all the parts together form one body. He says, so it is with Christ. In other words, together we become everything Christ was while he was here in his day. While Christ was here in his body, there was all that stuff we know Christ did. Well, now that Christ has gone on to heaven and left us here, filled us with the Holy Spirit, together we are everything that he was by himself and more. So, that, so if we put us all together, we'll find healers, miracle workers, teachers, preachers. He did all that. Blessing children. He blessed children. So if uh, some, somebody here does children, uh, raising dead things, organizing. Jesus did all that. Feeding, training, prayer, casting out devils. All together, every gift that, that Jesus did is in this house and then some. We can do so much more than Jesus did. That's why he said we would do greater. Y'all check this out. The church has done more and greater together than Jesus Christ did by himself. Even with the 12 disciples. I know that blows somebody's mind. Oh, that Jesus, nobody works like Jesus. Do you know the church itself has done more than Jesus, that the church, since Jesus has been gone, did more than what Jesus did while he was here. While he was here, Jesus was in this little circle right here. But the church has gone worldwide. Jesus healed somebody that was full of demons. The church has laid hands on people that were addicted to crack cocaine and instantaneously they were delivered. I've seen it with my own eyes. People that were addicted to heroin, people that were addicted to crack. Jesus never did that. The church has done even greater worldwide. So even so, the Bible says, the body is not made up of one part, but many. That the foot can't say, uh, because I'm not a hand, because I'm not the pastor, I'm not part of the church. Just because you're not me, does that for some reason make you be part of, not part of the body? Just because my finger is not my eye? There's some things that my eye can do. There's some things that my hands can do. Matter of fact, even though everybody, I want to be an eye. I want to be an eye because that's what you fall. The people fall in love with your eyes and your eyes get so pretty and people look you in the eyes. Don't nobody pay attention to the hands, but, but the hands can do what the eyes can't do. Matter of fact, if you lose your eyes, you can use your hands as your eyes, but you can't use your eyes as your hands. If you lost your legs, you could get around with your hand. If you, if, if you lost your ability to speak, you can speak with your hands. But I don't want to be a hand because people like the eyes better. If the ear should say, I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, would that for that reason not be part of the body? What if the whole body were an eye? How are you going to hear stuff? What if the whole body was an ear? How are you going to smell stuff? He said, God placed every part of the body, every one of them, where he wanted them to be. I want your eyes there. I want your hands there. I want your feet there. I want your backbone there. I want your heart there. I want your liver there. God placed it. And he's saying, that's exactly what I did in the church. I put you here. Who am I talking to? I put you here. Because I wanted you here. 
I put you in that ministry. That's where I wanted you. I did it on purpose. I was intentional about it. I have y'all keep telling me everything we need is in the house. It is in the house. If I could get you to move, if I could get you to function, say God placed every part of the body, every one of them where he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? People want to be what they see. And so since you see the microphone on Sunday morning, you feel like if you don't have a microphone that you're not part of the church. But what if the whole church was just people on this stage? Where would the work of the ministry be? Who's going to feed? Who's going to pray? Who's going to grow people? Who's going to develop people? Who's going to pull them out of the street? Who's going to counsel? Who's going to put clothes on their back? Who's going to put food on their sheet, on their feet? You can't do that with a microphone on a stage so alone we can do so little together we can do so much together with the holy spirit together with each other and here's the big one together with each other and the holy spirit that's what we're trying to get the Bible says that for we are baptized by one spirit to form one body. So this is how this thing is supposed to work together with each other and the Holy Spirit. This is how it works. You bring your part, however small you think your part is. You bring your part. I bring my part. You get filled up and stay filled up with the Holy Spirit. I get filled up and stay filled up with the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. John verse chapter 7 verse 38 says, whoever believes in me, as the Spirit has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. So the Spirit is shown as two things. It's hard to figure out what the Spirit is like. One, the Spirit is breath. It's the breath of God. But another description of the Spirit is that the Spirit is like flowing living water. So the Spirit has a flow to it. When the spirit moves, it has a flow to it. Since I'm filled with the spirit, I have a flow. Uh Then you have a flow. Uh And then when the Holy Spirit is moving, the Holy Spirit is fighting for us. The Holy Spirit is working for us. And he has a flow. So what we have to do then is get into the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the world. Get into the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the community. Remember, Jesus said, I just do what I see my father doing. Well, we just do what we see the Holy Spirit doing. And we got to get into the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing in this community. Get in the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the church. Get in the flow of what the Holy Spirit is doing in the kingdom. And when we all flow together we make a more powerful flow geography calls it confluence with flow confluence is the joining of rivers that produce a more powerful flow this river comes this way and this river comes this way and there's another river coming this way and those rivers begin to converge and they make a more powerful flow so they called it con which means with fluence flow with flow joining flow and this is what the holy spirit is trying to get us to operate in on a consistent basis especially you leaders of this church listen to me this is what the holy spirit is saying to us that we need to be on a consistent basis in his flow all of us filled with the Holy Spirit Uh 
and it flows through us to do great and supernatural things. We get together with the Holy Spirit. We get his flow plus my flow plus your flow. And it creates this more powerful flow of healing, of, of deliverance, of miracles. Let me show you what I mean. Somebody that's not ashamed to, to dance with me, come, come up here. All right, all right. What's your name, man? Hey, Demarcus. So, Demarcus, I just want you to do. Uh, I just want you to do a two-step for me. I want you to do a two-step. You know how I do a two-step? Just do. Just, I need two steps that way. Two steps this way. Okay. So just do like this. Just do what I do. All right. <laughs> That's his flow. That's his flow. That's his flow. So Terry, I need you to do a flow over here. Do me a do me a a, a cha 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 flow. So now he has a flow. He has a flow. You don't know how to cha cha, Terry. I know you know how to cha cha. Alright. So he has a flow. He has a flow. Now the Holy Spirit has a flow. Now what you do if he gets his flow matching my flow, then you join your flow with my flow. What you have to do, and this is really, this is really pretty good because this is how some of you are. You have a hard time catching the flow of the Holy Spirit. But once you begin to catch the flow of the Holy Spirit, now I want you to stomp like I stomp. Hit it hard. It gives you a, there's a more powerful flow. People are healed. People are set free. People come off drugs. People get their marriage together. People come get their mind together because we have caught the flow of the Holy Spirit and it gives us a more powerful flow. Thank you, Demarcus. You bring your flow. You bring your flow. Then we catch the flow of the Holy Spirit. And as we move, when he moves, as we jump, when he jumps, as we speak, when he speaks, it creates a more powerful flow. And there are convictions, and there are conversions, and there is change, and there's prophecy, and there's prayer, and the needs are being met, and people are coming into the kingdom. So this is me, so little, but this is us, so much. So let's level up ministry. Us, together with the Holy Spirit, providing a more powerful flow. Y'all, let's move in him. Let's work in him. Let's go where he goes. Let's do what he does. But first, receive the Holy Spirit.
Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. And like I told you, only believers can receive the Holy Spirit. Only people who are saved can receive the Holy Spirit. Only people who have invited Jesus into their heart can receive the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, when you get saved, it is the Holy Spirit that comes inside you and then you are born again. And then you seek to be filled up with that spirit. It's really hard to explain. But you'll know it when it happens to you. Do I have an amen? When you receive that Holy Spirit, you know that something has happened to you. That was even more powerful than the day you got saved. But first we got to get you saved. So if you have not received the Lord into your heart. If you haven't received that first uh, dedication of your life to God. Pray this prayer with me today. You may have done it years ago, but you need to rededicate. You know you have not really lived the kind of life that Christians are supposed to live and you need to rededicate your life or do it for the first time and you might be listening by live stream we got to get you to be a candidate for the Holy Spirit first by becoming a believer say Lord Jesus I believe in you come into my heart save me forgive me for everything I've done wrong I receive you in my spirit in Jesus name amen if you prayed that prayer please put it in the comment section right now there's a book we'd like you to have if you're in the house and you prayed that prayer today and you meant it this time you meant it in your heart and you want you and you received God and he saved you just that we believe that you were born again just then raise your hand if you prayed that prayer today and received the Lord Amen. We have this young, young man. I believe in the salvation of children. Amen. And we have two right here. Amen. Let's, let's move. Let's move. Amen. There's a book they're going to give you that explains what happened to you today. So these two young men right here on the front, that young man there uh, in the back, give him that book. That if, you, if you guys don't mind, amen. They're going to get you to get some information. Pray for you again back there. Amen. Well, are we excited? Oh, we, we're, in, we're in a just one. We're in a just one, and we got three. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, God. Thank, Thank you, God. You, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Minister Terry, go back there and meet those young men. Amen. Your dance partner. <laughs> Amen. Now, all of you are already believers. Receive. The Holy Spirit. Even though you've received it before. It's an ongoing process. Just like gas in your car. You got to get a refilling every now and then. And we're going to receive the Holy Spirit. If you've never had the experience of receiving the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of ways you get it. You really get it by faith. And just believing that it's a gift. And you receive the gift. And God has to do it. We believe that. Part of receiving that a sign that you have it is speaking in a tongue that you've never spoken. Now, some of you, once we get to speaking in tongues, you're like, I'm out. That's too weird for me. But speaking in tongues is a miracle. 
And sometimes when the devil tries to bring doubt in my mind, then I have to ask him, well, explain me speaking in tongues then. Because I know I'm not faking it. And I know this is not me. This thing is way too real. It's a miracle that the Holy Spirit comes inside you and it actually gives you an ability to speak a language that you don't speak. And so that's just a sign to us that it is the Holy Spirit. But don't get so caught up on, on that part of it. Because there's a lot of things that are the evidence that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But you will know. Tell you the truth, I'll be honest with you. And I, in my old church, I couldn't have said this. But I, I believe I received the Holy Spirit on a Monday night. But I didn't speak in tongues until Wednesday night. Because I was afraid of it. I didn't understand it, even though I was raised in it. But I knew that that night... When, he, when I spoke until I was convinced that I had it, there was an overwhelming peace that came inside of me and I knew something had happened to me. I had already been saved for eight years, but something was different when I received the Holy Spirit. And in order to have the kind of power and the ability to do the things that we're doing, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, I can say there's ways to do it. We had to tarry. We had to stay at the altar and just praise God until we got there. And some people fasted. Uh, Erica had been saved a long time. She made up her mind that, look, I'm going to receive the Holy Spirit. And within 24 hours, the Lord filled her with the Holy Spirit. It, it, it happens to different people in different ways. I was there when, when uh, Jamila got the Holy Spirit. Not only did she get the Holy Spirit, that she got saved got the Holy Spirit the same night and prophesied the same night and so I've seen God do it a lot of different ways here in New Antioch it usually happens by the laying on of hands you come to the altar you believe we lay hands and say receive the Holy Spirit and that's how a lot of people here have received the Holy Spirit so if that's you so I want this spirit you're talking about pastor I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that I can do much Come on to this altar. That's the first altar call I'm going to make today. All I'm doing, you just come believing I'm going to lay hands on you and say, receive. And re say, receive the Holy Spirit. If I haven't convinced you, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit so much, I'm going to convince everybody that they need it after a while. If somebody uh, say, you know, I feel dry, and it's been a while since I've really felt the presence of God, I want to receive another filling of the Holy Spirit. Come on, meet me on this altar. All I'm going to do is lay hands on you and say, receive the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I just want you to breathe it in, and whatever the Lord does, we're believing that God is going to do it for you today. Come on, y'all. Come on. So the Holy Spirit is bugging somebody right now saying you need this Holy Spirit just lift your hands to the Lord now we're a little over time but there's one more thing we gotta do today together we can do so much there are some of you that need to add another name or names God told me to pray this morning for those of you who have people that are in this room right now that you know that you're supposed to be doing ministry with and that you're going to do so much.
that their part and their flow with your part and your flow and the Holy Ghost and his flow are going to create a powerful flow that does much. Somebody say so much. We got so much to do. We've got to do so much. And if your group is here, you know there's people that God has connected to you to with ministry. God told me if to have you bring that group to this altar and I'm going to pray and anoint you together. I know we've done a lot of praying and anointing this month because God is sending us out to ministry. If you know there are people that you're supposed to be ministering to come to this altar with come to this altar together. I'm going to pray for you. Now, I noticed something, and God told me it was going to be this way. But I want to put something different on your mind. For the most part, couples didn't come up here together. And it's because you don't see your marriage as a kingdom marriage. And that God put you together with your spouse to do much. Those of you that did, I saw maybe two. But God told me that couples weren't going to come together because you don't see it that way. But those of you who hear me now, I want you to go back and say, God, why am I married to this person? Are you calling us to do anything together? Why don't you think about that? Because some of you were put together for the kingdom. God, what is it that me and my spouse are supposed to do together? And some of you single brothers, and just God just dropped this while I'm looking at you. You need to figure out who you're going to marry. Get with the right person. Get the right person. Quit chasing what you've been chasing. And when you get to the, with the right person, there's a ministry in you and your wife. And you haven't moved on because you won't settle down. Let God give you who you're supposed to have. Fall well in love with her and move on in ministry in, that, in this second part of your life, in this second season of your life. But he said there's some, of, uh, some of, uh, uh, of you single men that you need to pick her, not pick her, let God pick her, get with that woman and do what you're supposed to be doing. And you're not going to get it far until you do that. Y'all sure y'all wanted me to come back? And they, God told me, I guess it's been 12 years, 13 years ago, that there is still, he reminded me of that, there is still something that that manner name is to do in this city together. That God covered 
your family. None of you should be as successful as you are, but that name, uh, because of your brother, you, the name was already known, now it is super known, but there is still something that the manor children are supposed to contribute to this community together. I told you that years ago, and God reminded me of that today and just said, tell him again him again. Amen. That's our service for today. That's our service for today. The only thing we want you to know is that um, Sunday school starts up again next Sunday. We're going to read the book of, we're going to go from reading to study. We're going to do in-depth study. We're going to start with the book of Romans. So read the first chapter of Romans. We may only get to two or three verses each week. We don't know what God's going to do, but we're going to dig out this Bible and have an understanding. So Sunday school is at 8 a.m. We're all the way in the back at 8 a.m. every Sunday morning uh, before service, just from 8 to, 9, 8 to 840. Uh, it is on Facebook Live. You can get it on the way, listen to it on the way to church if you can't get here at 8. And it'll be on Zoom as well. And just look at our Facebook page. We'll have the Zoom number. As a matter of fact, we'll do a mass, a mass text as well, uh, Tiffany. So people can come in on Zoom uh, or on Facebook Live or in person for Sunday school starting back up on next Sunday. Read the book of Rome. First chapter of Romans. Uh, you all pray for uh, Wendy. Uh, pray for Sister Wendy. Just pray for her healing, pray uh, for God to, to bring her out, amen. Just want you to lift the name up in prayer, Sister Wendy, uh, on this week. If you have not given, you can still give. Uh, if you need an envelope, they'll give you an envelope. You can give on the way out. Uh, you can also give, uh, don't forget you can give. Some of you came in after the offering. Uh, by text, you can give. By credit card, there there will be there at the door. If you want to give by card, you can still give. Let me tell y'all real quick, uh, one minute. Remember, I came up here and I said I had a need. My after I got my ear fixed at my rental, my ear went out, and I uh, had that. Both of my cars went down. I needed about $4,000 to get both of my cars fixed. I had a $6,000 tax bill. I had, you know, so I really, I asked God, I didn't know where it come from because I had already touched my untouchable money. And so I didn't know, I, I, I wasn't going to go back into any of my accounts. I told God, I need, I need about $11,000 and I need it in the next couple of months. I just told him, I, I just told him. Uh, and I want y'all to know, that God has blessed me over two months' time with about 14,000 unexpected. People call me for preaching engagements. People call me for workshops. God's with more birthday money than I thought I was going to get. And they just hear that God met that need. I, I got the money to get my second car fixed. I got my first car fixed. It's out in the parking lot right now. I paid my tax bill off. I paid a car. God, give, giving works, y'all. Uh, God, I'm a tither. We are in covenant. Uh, you told me to ask you for it. I could have asked the church for it. I, they would have gave it to me. But I, I asked him for it. I don't ask people for it. I ask 
him for it. People shook it in my hands. People, it just came and God has paid for everything I asked him to pay for in less than two months. Y'all giving is a working thing. God is a provider. Je- Jehovah Jireh is more than enough. Y'all, he did it for me. He'll do it for you. But every time he gives, I give. I give. Amen. I just had to tell y'all that. I told y'all I asked him for it. I just want y'all to know he did it. And then some. And then some. Amen. We're standing and Pastor Kevin is going to send us home. Thank you for your spot today, Pastor Kevin. Well, y'all give it up for the doc. Good to see you back in the house this morning. Amen. Dear Holy and Heavenly Father, Father, we just thank you for your word, Father. Father, it is much we can do together. Father, and I ask right now that you bring us on one accord, Father. Put us in confluence. Move it in your spirit and in your power, Father. And bid that word into our hearts, Father. Let us ask ourselves, what can we do together? Father, we just ask that you get us to our various places, Father. Get us there safe, Father. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for the woman of God, Father. And we just give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Love on somebody. This message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.